0: It is time to tune up the band and get out your glad rags, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chin Wag Podcast. I am Sam alongside Dan and Reardon as we are continuing our wacky journey through the world of professional wrestling. Hello there, gentlemen. How are you doing?
1: Uh, a complicated question there, Bob. <laughs> uh. <laughs> i i have i have no idea mate. i'm just i'm just keep uh, talk to me in like a few weeks when hopefully everything has died down in my personal personal <laughs> life
0: i'm simply vibing while time is passing around me god that's been me since right <laughs> god i can't remember when things are happening around <laughs> me and i just kind of like yeah sure <laughs> Oh yeah, that is oh god, no, that is a massive mood. Uh before I do my usual spill, I just actually want to do a quick little disclaimer, an apology, uh as well. Scheduling conflicts left, right, and centre forced us to kind of think on our feet fast, and we are doing a new episode. Um, not of regular scheduled programming, but Good news is, we will be going back to what we were going to originally do this week, which was our retrospective on Mick Foley. Dave will be joining us as well from a, a day from Mid- uh, Monday Night Chores. So, no, keep posted on that one. That one is coming, but for this week, we are doing a different episode all about uh, wrestling gear. Um, but before we get on to all of that stuff, as ever, we give you this podcast. Thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And always, forever pending, other platforms.
1: Always be pending, baby.
0: (laughs) Also, awesome. I added added a bit more mustard to that (laughs) than I (laughs) used. Hey,
1: it has to be done. It has to be done.
0: Awesome. All right, so before we get on, as I said, before we get on to our uh, main portion, which is all about wrestling gear and what makes a good wrestling gear. It is time to head over and visit Dan for this week's Wrestling News.
1: And dun 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 down.
0: Wrestling
2: news. All right. I got the Vim got... back.
1: <laughs> the... Going 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 vaguely GI Joe-ish yeah. on that one. <laughs> uh
2: yeah, so I'll just throw a quick disclaimer around around this. Um there was a major story that broke uh yesterday as of this recording, so Friday. Um, we've covered that on our Twitter account Mm -hmm. please go there if you want any more information regarding that situation we'll be mentioning it here indeed Mm. Um, but moving on though to the week review Raw let's get into the big story Bobby Lashley is now WWE Champion Uh, absolutely massive Mm. I think everyone here can agree
1: yeah I mean yes he is in fact a massive dude
0: (laughs) yes uh there were a lot of statistics that that really surprised me about this one so um the one of one of the oldest to um have his debut uh, WWE championship run at 44 i believe he is now wow cuz i think i remember people saying he wasn't he's
2: either slightly younger or even maybe slightly older than bob backlund was when he got his 95 run
0: yeah
3: Which is insane to think about. (laughs)
2: It's
0: it's absolutely insane to think about. (laughs) Yeah, Gosh almighty. I hope he doesn't go deranged like Bob Backlund did in his title run. (laughs) Or in his return, back in WWF anyway. (laughs) Um, Um, He's also the third um, black uh, WWE champion.
1: Third, man. Wow. I haven't got anything to say to that, just third... Yeah. The trifecta
2: <laughs> Crazy. No, no, it, 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 it's absolutely huge news. Uh and I mean if this isn't isn't the biggest show of confidence both in Bobby Lashley's abilities, but the Hurt business's abilities. Indeed. Um and as I've been saying to everyone throughout this, whoever isn't doing it right now, put respect on MVP's name. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm. Put all yes. the fucking respect on that man's name. Because,
1: man, man came back and just changed everything.
2: Yeah. Like. Absolutely. Turning that, turning that one-off appearance into
0: going. You know what? I'm gonna change the face of Raw. <laughs> <sighs> and it all started by calling Lana a fot.
1: It did.
3: Hey, didn't
0: humble it? beginnings. Humble beginnings. <laughs> Oh man no uh, absolutely chuffed man not only as i said not only for lashley but but for mvp as well and i it's just that that image of seeing the four of them together holding the tag titles and the wwe championship is oh man that is a good image mm. yeah such good i want to say as well credit where credits due as well uh, t- to the miz um, yeah. I know a lot of people mm. didn't like that when that whole thing that happened at Elimination Chamber but um, I, I I enjoyed it I enjoyed his work on, on this Raw as well being the, the scared heel trying to use every tactic to not defend the championship <laughs> <laughs> and you know what as I said to, uh, to Josh Josh Robinson, Twitch streamer follow him, lovely guy um, I would never have been fussed if they went for the move of having Miz, Lashley, and Drew at Mania as a triple threat. But, you know, we got what we're given. Miz did his job and he did it to perfection.
2: Well, yeah, that's the that thing. Was the I was actually thing. expecting it to happen at Fastlane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to happen on Raw. When I saw they announced Bobby Lashley versus The Miz on Raw, I was kind of like, okay, then I think it's happening here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not wasting time till Mania, Let's be honest. <laughs> but no, no, credit where credit's due for Miz as well. I know a lot of people love to rag on him, but uh, he is massively improved. He massively improved since his his first run as champion in 2011. Oh God! I mean, um, it has also been ten years, ten yeah. fucking years. Um, but no, he's hoping with this, maybe, maybe he'll be able to stay in the main event picture. That's maybe yeah, wishful thinking think on can. my part.
2: <laughs> but I mean, the, wish- the wishful thinking on my part is going hey, look, could we maybe even get a a John Morrison main event run? I'm very hopeful, but I know my hope is misplaced.
1: (laughs) As long as you know that.
0: Yes. Oh, God, that is true. That is true. What else have we got, Dan?
2: Charlotte now saying her attention is on the Raw Women's Championship, and uh, if we're following the information that we had, apparently the plan was actually for Lacey Evans to Beat Oscar at Elimination Chamber.
3: Hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, which leaves us in a
0: predicament. <laughs> <laughs> really? hmm. Was everything I needed? Was everything really, Everything so, I needed to hear.
2: So, as far as we can deduce from that, it was that Oscar was going to lose at Elimination Chamber, and then we were going to have Lacey Evans versus Charlotte at Mania, and I imagine Charlotte would be winning. Mm hmm. Um, and I think a lot of this and the reaction to this especially after Roar and on social media was kind of a case of oh, of course why would I expect anything
0: different <laughs> I certainly get the weird sense of deja vu, Charlotte versus Oscar for the championship at Wrestlemania what could possibly go wrong
2: I, know, I honestly <laughs> think for people now it is just a case where they're just getting this weird burnout <laughs> yeah Like, we know it's going to be a good match, but the thing is, is something about it is just disillusioning people from wanting to watch it, which is kind of crazy when you think, hey, we have two really talented wrestlers. Why don't people want to watch it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i wonder if some in somewhere charlotte flair is going oh for god's sake please just let me lose in this one please just let me lose in this one <laughs> vince if you say i'm gonna win i'm gonna i swear to god
2: i genuinely don't know if there's any hint of possible irony
0: <laughs> in her presentation <laughs> i mean at this point now like it, <laughs> I, I i always when i watched that probably was like i looked at it and went Wait, is, is this a joke? Is this a joke? I mean, because it would be funny <laughs> if it was, but seriously, is this... No! Ah. <laughs> Vincent, you sly dog, you, you're you just trying... You're trying to... You're, you're, you're trying to hoodwink me, aren't you? In this... No, 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 it's probably not. He's not that He's... smart. Yeah, I there, I said it. it.
1: <laughs> we think that... We think that we are catching him monologuing, but we're not. He's just... <laughs> <weird>.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um Damien Priest stays winning again. The partnership is going strong. I imagine we'll be getting some kind of package building towards Mania. I don't know what
0: it will actually be, but
2: we'll, there'll, there'll be something along the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh maybe it'll be Bad Bunny versus our truth for the twenty 20- actually no, that pro- actually no now that I've said it, it probably will be that, won't it? <laughs> Do you remember was it last year? that Riddick Moss faced Ricochet in an actual one-on-one match for the 24-7 Championship at this time. Look, I have
2: spoken about that time. <laughs> <laughs> about how so he came along and was like, I'm going to defend it like an actual title and only in matches, which kind of violates the point of the 24-7 rule. And hey. people are gonna, people are gonna come at me and go, oh, but what about the hardcore title? Yeah, but the point was that you could defend that. It was literally the point was the hardcore title had to be defended in a hardcore match. It was Crash Holly that added the twenty four seven rule. It just stuck around afterwards. Ha! <laughs> <Huh>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I did not, I did not realize that hmm? actually.
0: And did you know that huh. he allegedly weighed well over three hundred pounds? <laughs>
1: allegedly build <laughs> <laughs> the amount of weight the word build is doing
0: <laughs> oh
2: what else happened? We, 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 we had just speaking of the building we had a whole thing because um my uh, every time my friend talks about like um you know weights and heights of wrestlers he just always sends in the same picture of zack saber jr standing next to adam cole <laughs> it's fun fact they're billed at being the same height yes beautiful uh moving on to nxt though we'll go to nxt uk and we'll just say nxt uk is kind of in a weird place
0: right now <laughs> um, here's, here's how i put it and i think someone on twitter put it perfectly The booking is really all over the place. It's like Jim Smallman is taking his greatest hits compilation and trying to rewrite it for 2021.
2: Everything is just kind of in this really, really weird space. Ilya Dragunov's new, kind of, I guess, new gimmick is why am I violent?
0: (laughs) Which the answer is, you're Ilya Dragunov. You're good at it. I was going to say, you... Dragunov, you do not have to justify why you you are violent. You have a
1: talent for violence, and that is all that matters.
2: (laughs) Isla Dawn now has a spooky, scary occult gimmick. I mean, I'm not going to say part of her imagery lended towards that, but it's a weird choice for NXT UK, be it that they haven't really ventured into any of that before. (laughs) It's true. And to be fair, I don't know. That I've ever seen much of it on the British independent scene. Um,
0: I may. I could go so far as to probably say maybe ICW, but even then, that's probably like kind of like the kind of on the outskirts of the spooky occult. Kind of thing because well, I can't even say because was I can like say that. I can
2: I can say with confidence I've seen plenty of golf wrestlers on the UK <laughs> So
0: friggin' absolutely, I have seen many, many of them, so and I support many. all of them in their decision. <laughs> Man, you're in your mid-thirties, but you're still holding on to that teenage angst. I respect the hell out of it.
1: I mean, no, let's let's be honest. We're you're still holding on to your parents' teenage angst. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love I, all of you. Where is my friend? Where is my friend? Message me and was like, um, why, why do so, why do so many female wrestlers that come out of the UK all seem the same and that's like because we all have this. They all have vague, Because quite a lot of them all tend to have the kind of vaguely the same gimmick, which is just like rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I support mean, it. I'm all here for it.
0: I feel like Millie McKenzie might be the only one that's exempt from that. Because wow. <laughs> she's just a genuine ass kicker. Yeah. She just beats arse. <laughs> no, no, I mean, not in that sense, but I... <laughs> Perhaps... You okay. should
1: rethink that statement.
2: <laughs> Perhaps I will. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, speaking of, again, weird booking decisions, Kaylee Ray beats Meiko Satamura in Mako Satamura's second match in The Company
0: oh Uh,
2: and look i get why they did it they want her to be the super dominant champion Mm -hmm. i totally understand it but when you bring someone in and call them the final boss (laughs) and make them lose in the
0: second match i really feel like it devalues the statement you're trying to make i mean why 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 make it second match like surely you should have Again, this comes back to like Jim knows how to build a feud up, so why did he have to make it second match? (laughs) Like, I mean,
2: again, this is no discredit to the women that worked that match. Fantastic match, fantastic wrestlers. Kaylee Ray is one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE overall. Oh hell yeah! It's just, it's just the nature of the decision around this match is just like I I guess it'll be like watching a murder mystery and then like 20 minutes in they just basically point and go hey, it's him and then spend the rest of the movie being like I wonder who it could be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, by the way but don't I don't want it to have this misconstrued as me um, constantly piling it on Jim Smallman because I'm not. I'm just saying that Jim... Jim's Jim, in the past, has been a fantastic booker, and he knows what he's doing, certainly knows what he does, and is bloody entertaining as all heck. It's why I'm bringing this up, because I know Jim can do better, so I want Jim to do better, because I know he could be better. <laughs> I'm not an internet troll, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we are not in that territory. <laughs> do not put us with them. Uh, moving over to NXT Main... Uh, looks like we're gonna get some kind of feud between Thatcher and Champa and Imperium. Uh, if this pivots to Thatcher joining Imperium, I am going to be incredibly happy and I'm gonna
0: have a WXw markout session. Yes. yeah oh when that well, is all. All I'm saying is when I saw that moment I was like, oh all oh, the seeds have been planted. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> It's just me, just like crouched over, looking like a goblin, like gimme, gimme, gimme.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, I am very, I'm very excited to see where this goes for sure.
2: Now, let's get into it. The women's tag title match. <laughs> right. What the hell happened?
0: <laughs> In the immortal words of Matt McMuscles, "What happened?" <laughs> genuinely what
2: happened I, because i wish i could understand but i don't
0: <laughs> I, I i i really wish i could as well Dan. i think i think the wrestling world just kind of, as a collective everyone's brains just cracked in half when that when the end of that match happened <laughs> it is I, I i think for the first time ever on this podcast i've been rendered speechless i I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to tell you.
0: (laughs) It's literally that case of like when something happens, but you have no
2: context to why it would happen or why it did happen. (laughs) So you just kind of have to take it at the face value, which is that Adam Pearce appeared on NXT (laughs) and got a referee and was like, count (laughs) it. so that's all we know and it's not like we can actually to anything else because i'm almost 99 percent sure we we know william regal is the gm of nxt <laughs> i've
0: just realized something as well i feel like this might be the start of something that we're all going to come to massively regret we have the omni Flare. now we have the omni pierce oh god
2: no well, here's something here's something we might fear even more. NXT getting its own women's tag titles. Oh no. Oh, yeah. We're gonna add another title to the list. It's just boring, 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 boring. And honestly, my my answer against the prerogative for that is simply we already have women's tag titles and they're already arguably misusing them as is. We don't need a separate set. Uh, we really
1: don't. Uh, really do
2: not. I swear if NXT UK gets women's tag titles as well. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, they can qualify for it because as far as I know, they the women's tag titles can't be defended on there. Huh. But also, <laughs> is it needed? <laughs> and so- I'm saying that as a I'm saying that as a question of pure practicality, not saying that they don't deserve it. <laughs>
0: i was gonna say don't you start that dad because <laughs> now you're digging it you're going down a rabbit hole that we can't come out of i know
2: uh isaiah swerve scott now has a kind of new character which basically just makes him look like a music producer i don't know <laughs> it's Is different it, to kill shot say, at least
1: when you say music producer are we talking like phil specter because that's a terrifying terrifying gimmick
2: oh no no Oh no. I just mean he said. I mean he just looks like a guy who just occasionally like produces someone's rap album out oh of a home studio. All... Although it's slightly more than a home studio.
1: Oh well that's all
0: right then. <laughs> Basically he's the one that's gonna be producing Billie Eilish's next album.
1: And inter- <laughs> and introducing our next our next top wrestler. Sug (laughs) Knight.
2: I mean, it's not kill shot, so they're at least avoiding copyright that way. That is true. That is true. Uh, We had the first LA Knight promo in the ring, talking about... uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, pretty generic topic matter, but he brings his own flavour to it.
0: Yes, I'm I'm glad that he's managed to keep... uh... Uh, Yeah, and Fact of Life, uh, which I appreciate. (laughs) But I don't know, even for such a generic promo, I'm just like, God. Man, he has... Again, I just... There's something about Eli Drake I've always liked.
2: Always yeah, I don't. Like I said, it was a pretty generic promo. It was just like I am here, I am here
0: to do my thing. I am just a good wrestler, and I will out wrestle all the other people. <laughs> I, I will say though, one comment I did say with the with the graphics that were going up at the at the Capital Wrestling Center, uh, the logo he has does make him look like he's part of a sports team. <laughs>
2: His that name is true. But then again,
0: team. then again though, with the name
2: L.A. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope. I'm also, I'm like 99% sure that there is an ice hockey team called The Knights, I believe they're based in Vegas. Yes. (laughs) So. Dummy.
0: (laughs) Someone needs to push the dummy button for that. uh,
2: We had the Austin Fury goes to therapy segment, which was fun,
0: entertaining in its own way. And kind of a well kind of a uh, well <laughs> I say maybe satirical way of how they should do that because really when you think about it he should go to therapy <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh. moving on <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Moon gets the win over Aaliyah basically expected mm-hmm. uh, we now have
0: Bala versus Cole uh, set to take place I was massively uh, upset that Roderick Strong didn't get his old fame music back Hey, look, we can't win every battle. (laughs) Uh, Moving
2: on to SmackDown, though. Baszler and Jax appearing on all three shows with the women tag team titles. Nice,
0: innit? My hole can't
2: take it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam. (laughs) Carmella fires Reginald, and then he ends up getting slapped by Sasha Banks. (laughs)
0: This is what he gets. (laughs) Do you think Reginald's whole entire gimmick is he is a simp for Sasha Banks? I genuinely think that is the case. (laughs)
2: Like, I I made that comment as a joke, but I (laughs) genuinely believe it is real.
0: Ever since their match, it's just like... I'm I'm starting to believe it now. (laughs) I am really starting to believe it
2: now. (laughs) Like, I genuinely don't know... (laughs) what it is. I think it's literally based off like one offhand comment in the middle of a talking segment between them. Yes. <laughs> but like I just see it and I'm like, this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh Montez Ford staying credible, getting the loss against Baron Corwin, but able to show off everything that makes him so great. Andrew Dawkins getting the win over Sami Zayn. Uh Sami Zayn's character is just fantastic. He's taking it so much further than I thought he'd actually be able to get it. Oh, uh, love but it. props to the, the
0: SmackDown creative team—they're really giving him something that he can work with.
2: <laughs>
0: but also points off for the SmackDown creative team because of, uh, well, Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I mean, we were going to have to talk about it eventually. <laughs> yes, fucked by um, the truth commission. And as... <laughs>
2: And as I as I said earlier, uh, this is a conversation I don't feel qualified myself to have. I I Um, I
1: I I have so many questions. So
3: many Yeah, and
2: I'm not I am not gonna be here and start lecturing on the nature of ethnically embraced heels and the concept of embracing post-colonial African imagery. Yeah. (laughs) Um for the sake of portraying a villain. Um, I don't feel like that's my place to speak.
0: <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I mean, Reardon definitely knows that I am far from qualified to talk about that.
2: Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing that people have, ta- have taken umbrage with is mainly down to uh, the accent, the spear, <laughs> and the presentation of basically the ethnically embraced heel, which generally has been. A mess, uh, a mess, and has a poor record in in wrestling.
0: Just, just I was going to say for an example, if you want an example, just remember uh, Vladimir Kozlov's promos when he was in the crowd sh- screaming, "I love double double E." <laughs>
2: oh boy! Indeed, I mean, like it runs, it runs back to the eighties, and I mean, in in a sense, it almost hasn't moved forward. <laughs> it constantly plays into this whole kind of dynamic of like if it's a white american wrestler it's all about like the patriot and the you know embracing the nation having them on his shoulders and then when it's uh, a heel of a heel of color it all of a sudden embracing your heritage becomes villainous i highly recommend reading the article written by phil Lindsay. uh covering this Mm. Uh, much more qualified to talk about it than I am
0: yeah very good article oh but uh, oh I also want to talk about Daniel Bryan's promo and his match with Jey Uso
2: yeah Daniel Bryan's been fantastic Um, he got a lot of love for his segment talking smack last week Mm. Uh, but no it was it was a fantastic match
0: great, Um, great cage match um, Can
2: I just say, I absolutely love that Daniel Bryan now in his final run is just like, yeah, let's get crazy with it. Exactly. And now yeah. he just re- now he just regularly busts out the the top rope butterfly suplex transition
1: <laughs> because he wants to die.
0: Because he's just there and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, credit to- credit as well where credit's due for Daniel Bryan putting over, even though it he- was in defeat, he put over Jey Uso. Um, even I though put him, lost, put him over huge um, Oh yeah such a good match such a good match uh,
2: I personally enjoyed the match between Chad Gable and Dominic Mysterio um, mm. I know this has led to a lot of people asking questions about the future of Dominic and Rey Mysterio oh. uh, to which my answer is I don't think there's anything that you really need to do with it because I lit. I genuinely think that trying to have Dominic turn heel makes no sense.
1: Oh, that makes zero sense. No,
2: because I would just keep it as a face versus face on a match. Yeah, that's gonna get people to watch it. It's Dominic Mysterio. It's like literally just have Ray be like, "I want my final match to be against my son." Hmm. <laughs> mm? Like that's literally all the build you need for it <laughs>
0: it's exactly it is just a passing of the torch in the best yeah, way just possible. have it just have
2: it be like a passing of the torch just yeah. embrace the full kind of lucha heritage yeah um whether or not you they want to do a passing of the mask or a passing of the name or whatever mm. um i don't think they need to worry about that so much i mean yeah. I, I they're not I mean, in Mexico yeah, yeah. doing it <laughs> yeah
1: i mean personally i would go for past past the mask just not the name that, that's what i would
0: personally yeah. do hmm. i believe uh Dominic has gone into the past to say that he actually doesn't want to be Rey mysterio but he'd rather be called prince mysterio which i think is a really good yeah. name for him
1: prince mysterio sounds pretty hype i gotta be
0: honest
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's just kind of that that, it's just that continuation of the lineage. So, I mean, mm. uh, traditionally in Mexico, it's like the wrestler and then El Hijo del, which means the son of. <laughs> yeah. So whichever way they choose to do it, I, I which mean, I've
1: always, but, which although personally I've always found that 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 just that's just asking for trouble. Because what happens if they that person has a grandson? Is it going to be the son of the son of? Is it like is I believe it it that. If-
2: there is a further term for it. I can't I've fun fact, my my command of Spanish is incredibly limited. <laughs> this is <Same>. fair. <laughs> so, yeah, for anyone who's wondering why I don't cover more lucha libre, my, my command of Spanish is incredibly poor.
0: I've watched Lucha Libre for years and I really I really am so fearful of butchering the Spanish language. <laughs>
2: But no, I mean, whatever way they choose to do it, I there's no need for any turns, there's no need for any gimmickry. Just have it be Ray. Right, say, I want my final match to be against my son. We'll have mm. it, you know, have it at Mania. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And have just, it let at it, Mania. just let it be a big emotional moment.
1: Yeah, Have it at Mania. <laughs> to have the match and then I can just cry for yeah, two hours. Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> uh, but I mean, also just to say, out of this, though, for anyone who, again, still amazingly has doubts like chad gable is fucking amazing (laughs) oh like he is such a good technical wrestler and they just need to let him embrace that
0: yeah it's that thing of like i wouldn't say under underrated he is underappreciated yeah Mm. i feel like that's a much better way to put it very underappreciated
2: (sighs) (laughs) uh but no i mean again with Uh, with the only other match really left on that card, Cesaro and Murphy, it's just two solid workers. It's just two people who can reliably put on something great. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a whole lot else to really say about it. Um, Moving over to AEW, we're going to get to the surprise big story, Shaq in the ring. (laughs) Uh, And for a lot of people, surprised at how confident he seemed he held
0: his own and then some in that ring
2: he took I a mean, table bump <laughs> i mean to
1: be fair shaq is a huge very well built dude oh and always has absolutely this is actually able to like do his stuff
0: remember he is a superhero as he so as he so proudly uh, claims on his tattoos and in that one awful film Steel. uh but let's not talk about that shall we,
1: we ain't talking about that
0: shit. <laughs> him and his giant sledgehammer but no uh... yeah, we talk about kazam talking about that either <laughs> no honestly though shaq really really impressed the heck out of me um yeah he knows how to do a power very well, and an an a, and a, and a fitting tribute to Brody Lee as well, which absolutely. I I think everyone appreciated him for. Yeah, that. everyone did. Mm. But
2: like again, absolutely fantastic. But I mean, again, just to say in the same vein, um, Jade Cargill, yes, um, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely held her own. Seemed so impressive, perfectly competent, working. Um, and I mean, again, it, it, it's a small thing in the context, but massive props to Cody for leading the match yeah um, again he seemed incredibly confident in that role and having everyone kind of on the same page with uh with everything that was kind of going on it gets a lot um, of flack but I know there no, like... were small moments where like mm. they had the interference of like Shaq getting hit with the chair and
0: just not responding <laughs> yeah. to it which I really appreciate yeah <laughs> <laughs> But no like you know I know he gets a lot of flack for 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 a lot of things but I feel Cody really that uh, Cody's a bloody good worker and I yeah. feel he does appreciate he does appreciate what he, what needs to be done in that ring as well so uh no Cody really really awesome dude in that ring awesome dude in that mm-hmm. ring for sure and really did really did work that match bl- bloody well <laughs> Um can we talk <laughs> about Paul White and his weird no more BS t-shirt. Yes, we can talk about that. Because <laughs> that's one of, no, the we, worst, okay. one of the weirdest okay. shirts I've ever seen. He's never had good merch. Okay,
1: so we can talk about it. The question is, should we?
2: Probably not.
0: I think the only thing we can talk about is that he teased a Hall of Fame-worthy talent coming to AEW at yeah. Revolution.
2: My my only talk about that shirt is that there was a shocking amount of people online that didn't understand it. Oh god. Really? There yeah. were people who genuinely were like, I don't get the shirt.
0: You know. Like genuinely and unironically. I get the feeling that if they put at you <laughs> those are the sort of people that if they made his shirt say well, they still wouldn't get it. Mm. So that's that's just my
2: aside note. It's just it's <laughs> like <laughs> It's it's I mean they teased a the Hall of Fame signing and it's had speculation out the wazoo. Yeah, it's because gonna... by God I've seen like the same five nine five same five names if I could speak properly.
0: Yeah, it's um, about twenty five billion times. If it's not Punk, then it's RVD. If it's not RVD, then it's Kurt Angle. If it isn't Kurt Angle, then it's. Uh a god dude i've
2: been i've been seeing people i've been seeing people throw things around like it might be christian um it like it might be someone it might be someone from you know like new japan or something or it might be someone completely random and people just keep throwing around all these names i'm
0: just like i genuinely don't know (laughs) And that thing Just... is that everyone's going to be disappointed. So yeah, like... that's the thing. They're going to get to it, and I
2: imagine whoever it is, they're gonna, people are going to someone's going to be disappointed with it. Yeah. So please, for the love of God, this, everyone, you have all this build around it.
0: Love of God, everyone, lower your expectations for this one. <laughs> Just don't whip yourself into the frenzy. Exactly. I mean, I've heard Scott Steiner, and I think
2: that would be freaking amazing. Look, all Scott I'm Stein- saying is, if it was Scott Steiner, I'd be incredibly happy, but I know other people wouldn't be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fat!
2: <laughs> Do you imagine Scott Steiner in AEW?
1: I can imagine it. It would be disastrous. <laughs> so you imagine Scott Steiner in AEW a
0: with a live mic? That's what I mean, <laughs> I, I do,
1: I would, again, pay...
0: Look, we my, all I remember don't... how
2: Scott Sinus TNA run went. <laughs> Tremendous I just thing. expect it to be the same. <laughs> uh, let's get on to the the, the final part of the Ds. Uh, and basically, what New Japan has done is they've unintentionally turned Kotobushi into the biggest heel in the company. <laughs> they made the announcement that they're unifying the world... The heavyweight and intercontinental titles into the new the NJPW World Heavyweight Championship. Go will be the first in the inaugural champion, um, and it will cease the lineage of the two previous belts.
0: This is interesting. In the in the immortal words of one James Rolfe, "What were they thinking?"
2: Yeah, yeah. This is really, really split people. I... Uh, and i would probably say the split is about 70 on the negative 30 on the positive
0: yeah or at least
2: from what i've seen
0: i guess from a business standpoint their global expansion they want to kind of make maybe put a reset but at the same time it's like you're ignoring all of that history from 72 to right now so like come on Are you really gonna ignore scott norton as iwgp heavyweight champion it it's just really really it just seems like a
2: really odd decision because i don't really know that anyone is behind it and really the entire prerogative for it comes from new japan management yeah who, who didn't let naito defend the belt separately yes and so in in that sense you know they're saying like people are complaining about constantly having double champions but not allowing someone to defend them separately mm is, is a weird decision. Like, I don't. Like, I know obviously it's not really a thing that New Japan like to do to vacate belts. Yeah. I mean, I say that knowing that they had to vacate a belt two weeks ago because of uh, Hiromu Takahashi's injury. As mm. uh, worth saying, El Desperado is now the uh, IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, incredibly happy for him, and I'm hoping they develop a program between him and Sho. Yeah. Uh, he's been having an absolutely fantastic year this year so far
0: absolutely
2: um no it it just seems like an odd decision to then suddenly pivot the exact opposite way and like i guess it does give more weight to the iwgp us and the never open weight Mm. but at the same time though, the iwgp us is meant to be so was kind of as far as i can tell conceived to only be for new japan strong Ooh. I might be wrong on
0: that. I, 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 I'd say bring it up with New Japan management, man, because because now they're getting as confusing as WWE's titles and their,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, Trust me, WWE title lineage is a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Crazy. Um But yeah, so it is in. It is all in a very weird spot right now and i feel like this is reflected worse on new japan management and towards the perception of ibushi (laughs) than it has anything else you know and i think i think i think the bigger presence about this is that pretty much a lot of the people who i guess you know you look to as the stars of new japan as in tanahashi okada especially naito
3: Mm.
2: um and other people in that same kind of breath. Jay White as well. Yes. All you know, outside the confines of wrestling seem genuinely annoyed by this decision.
0: Yeah, I remember the look on Tanahashi's face at one point, uh, when this was all happening. Um, or there was yeah, there was a I think there was a gif actually of Tanahashi's yeah. face, and I'm like Man, I feel you on that one. <laughs> I really feel. For the man who carried that company on his back on the turn of the century through Enochism, I. Oh, man. He's got to be like, oh, for God's sake. I busted yeah, my it, ass it, and go for all it these. It leaves
2: everything in an awful position. Look, like, I'm feeling for Naito because that belt is his Same. child.
0: <laughs> Same. Uh... Ugh. <laughs> New Japan, what are you doing? With that, though, we are done with the news. Awesome. All right. As ever, as you always know, we are affiliated with Super Kicks and with Graps Apparel. You know the drill. We have codes for both of them. For free international shipping with Super Kicks, that is Chinwag. And for 10% off your order at Graps, that is Sweet Chin. Dan, did I get that right? You're correct. Hey, look at that. Didn't even have to go for a retake. Booyah. So remember... You
1: did it. I'm <laughs> proud of you.
0: Oh, thank you, guys. Stop. I'm pretty sure that the uh, that the Superkick guys and Gary would be very happy that I got that right this time. <laughs> 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 but with that, it's on to our main portion. It is all about wrestling gear. I know, a very, a very weird, maybe off kilter topic to talk about in professional wrestling, but I feel like it needs to be brought up because I feel like for all of the presentation, for the entrance music, for the set design, for all of the creative things as well that go around wrestling, I feel gear is a really important puzzle piece in all of that. So, first question, or the question, that we got to talk about. What do you guys think makes good and iconic wrestling gear stunning <sighs> <hidden. laughs> yeah i'll put you straight question. on the spot right
1: <laughs> what a what a damn question oh <laughs> uh, okay how do i do how do i start that for off cuz my my head is uh, so one of our little um Hobbies outside of um, outside of the game, outside of our little podcast, dear listener, is we talk about fashion
0: a lot <laughs> no,
1: among the do. three of we us. <laughs> like, like <laughs> quite a like. It's thinking about it, it's like, damn, we talk about like what do we want to buy, what would be our, what would we want to wear a lot because it's so damn important it's Mm. i cannot emphasize enough how much it can make a first impression
2: well yeah that's kind of the thing that we always say it's about you know people make their first impression of you within the first like 10 seconds of seeing you yeah yeah so
1: my my first thing it would be um it's character 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 (laughs) <laughs> character
2: yeah i mean it, it, it's it's just a really easy visual aid to tell something about someone to to pretty much tell you you know who this person is that's why i think one of the biggest important the biggest and most important parts of um you know things for film and tv is costume yes yeah because i think one part of something that makes such an iconic character is the outfits when you see them because i feel like if you think back to so many of the iconic characters people are always going to be mentioning that mm. cuz like i i mean so i've mentioned this many times before but i'm almost certain on here i'm a massive star wars nerd <laughs> massive star wars fan mm. and like one of the things that people always say to me about like for example Pan Solo or Darth Vader is one of the things that they always talk about is the costume.
3: Mm. Mm.
2: And I don't see why that doesn't apply over to wrestling because, like, we all know that wrestling is an incredibly chaotic art form. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what this podcast is for, my dude. Yes.
0: It's trying like, to discover, discover the wackiness of this.
2: Yeah. We know it's an incredibly chaotic art form. So having this easy, quick visual guide. To be able to look at someone and go, okay, I think I know what their character is, even though you might p- probably be wrong in some in some ways. Yeah, having those kind of visual references are so important in
0: helping you kind of figure out someone. Mm. Mm. I don't know who it was that said it, and I don't know if it was in the context of professional wrestling as well. But um, I feel like the the people that are truly iconic are the ones that you could recognise purely by their silhouette. Yeah in their outline i've definitely i've
2: definitely heard that in reference to film yes mm-hmm. yeah it's all
1: about like silhouette although but when it comes to but when it comes to wrestlers it's co- it's color it's design it's like so much so much like there are wrestlers that i have Fully, like, gone, I will never like you just because their ring gear was just that bad or boring.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it's an it's an abstraction going the opposite way, but mm. there are bands that I've got into listening to because I liked their merch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hell, that's probably two-thirds of the reason why I got so much into Paramore, but, you know, less it about So, it,
2: like, so. <laughs> I think when people are there and they're talking about the importance of gear, image, and... kind of general design around something is why it can be so important yeah and and also it's also just worth saying something that's visually interesting is going to entice people to watch (laughs)
0: exactly exactly um i just think as well like the use of color for a gimmick or for a person as well i think really kind of helps as well so say like you've got like three basic colours. Like you can quickly <clears> glance <throat> and immediately go, "Oh yeah, that's the Rock." Or you turn around yeah. and you immediately see a bright neon colour and go, "Oh, that's uh, uh, Chris Jericho." Or "Oh, that's Bret Hart." So I feel, yeah, that's oh. Yeah. So this is
2: this this is like um, this is a this is a design philosophy that comes from a completely different world, uh, but it comes from like the world of flag design.
3: Mm.
2: and this this is gonna this is gonna sound like a stupid analogy but it it kind of plays into the idea it should be simple enough to read and remember in your head Mm. and also recognizable from a distance yeah yeah because again for a lot of people that go to wrestling shows especially if you're talking like you know wwe or aew scale ones you're not going to be as close to the ring as you are, say, if you go to a UK independent show. Yeah. I mean, hell, we've I think we've we've probably all been to those shows where you're able to just stand next to the ring and start slapping on the mat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're that close, it doesn't make much of a difference. But when you're like me and you're like 14 and you're watching a WWE show from like row oh in the O2.
0: Yeah, the nosebleed <laughs> section.
2: <laughs> and, you know, you're looking down on this ring that looks no larger than, like, a piece of A5 paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: something like, something that, like, that visual reference something to catch your eye is
0: incredibly important. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Indeed. All then. So, we're, we are not going to do, um like, a best worst, <clears throat> because I feel like... That kind of that kind of undermines the workers that had to put up with wearing certain gear like that. Yeah. I'm looking at you, yeah. Mantar. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, um, I also like one gear that would be that's great for one person would look terrible on another.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: I think I think I think it's all contextual, and obviously design ideas have changed, gone. Yeah, you know, necessarily yeah. gone is the era of the neon tights. <laughs> yeah, and like, things what- like that.
1: Yeah, like what is that um quote? Uh I think it's like fashion fashion is like it's, it's like something like fashion like only style is forever. Like yeah. fa- fashion dies only f- only style is forever. So, we yeah. can I I can't like ding people.
2: Yeah, because it it's it, cause it's things like looking back at reference like mm. the ultimate warrior with all his tassels is incredibly stupid to me. <laughs> I mean, I
0: like that yeah. was
2: the philosophy of the time
0: yeah <laughs> no exactly exactly i'm not, i'm not going to deduct points for what like lou fez or flippin uh Vern yeah, like, because like, you that can't was... you can't talk about that because that's a completely different time context absolutely mm. absolutely so we're just going to go over all of our personal favorites and talk yeah, about just ones why... that
2: we think are good and ones that we think
0: kind of encapsulate good design ideas absolutely mm kind of justify why we like them so much and kind of try and get the heat down on us just a little bit because that's <laughs> a de- undoubtedly going to happen after this episode
2: oh <laughs> yes. hey look right i've been riding heat since we put out our 2020 awards event so <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like and yeah and i know like people are going to say like to all you listeners out there saying that we have no sense of style maybe you guys <laughs> just aren't as bold as us and that's a you problem
0: <laughs> oh man so that means i'm gonna have to start with the most controversial one of mine so i don't say it's controversial i say the most simplistic one and that's steve austin yeah but i think i think it again it just pulls into the idea of something
2: being consistent with a character yeah mid- being, boots. E- being easily
0: identifiable Exactly the the mid high boots the black knee pads with the knee braces in the future he would go over to the knee braces and then the black and then the black tr- uh, trunks with, the, with with the leather vest it's like that's 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 it I mean that that really exemplifies his character and then some no nonsense well when he started going over the Stone Cold character serial killer like um,
2: <laughs> yeah but cold I think, sociopathic again it impression. it, it, it pulls into that. Same idea of like, you know, when everyone's trying to be different, they end up being the same.
1: Mm. Exactly,
2: and, and so God. that's what made. So that's what made people like, uh, you know. So, for example, Imperium. Um, I also put Minoru Suzuki and Shibata under that same list. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Like
2: when everyone's trying to out-flash each other with like the whole bright colours and slogans on their tights and stuff like that just wearing black trunks with black knee pads and black boots will makes you stand out more
3: yeah mm. because i
2: wish he- i wish i could find it i'll have uh, i wish i could find it. there's an amazing picture from a metal festival <laughs> and it's of a tour poster and obviously all the band logos look like your classic like super crazy metal font and you can hardly read what's going on (laughs) and then there's just one band that have theirs done in like bubble writing with bright colors (laughs) and i've always said that is the
0: importance of making yourself stand out exactly exactly on the same vein of basic gear can we (laughs) say basic in terms of the rock
1: the Rock is a fascinating one for me actually because ironically I'd say his um his gear is not his gear but his um his um tattoo his shoulder tattoo
0: I no I agree with you on that one I think that's what he, really makes him stand out
1: Yeah like yeah. it's like cuz like his gear is just like he's like the rock with the with the ball which is great simple effective but it's that tattoo that really makes him pop
0: and i've not seen many other wrestlers wear those flex boots the ones with the cut off uh the with the backs cut off um mm. i think the, i think from what i've heard and i may be misquoting uh Dwayne here but he said he wore those deliberately as a way to stand out
3: Ah, so because everyone yeah, no, was wearing the mid to knee
0: high boots, he wanted to wear the knee high boots but have the comfort as well of them. But as well as they just look incredibly different visually, I mean, because who does not yeah, again, like, I think uh, it, I think mean, I think it's that just that small that small thing that small change. Because who doesn't love uh, Dwayne's bulging calf muscles? <laughs> 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 when you phrase it like that, <laughs> when, you,
2: when you put it that way. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, I'm just going to go around the table, basically, as we always usually do like to do with these things. And we'll start off with, with Dan. Do you have like some opening gambits in terms of some of your favorite gear?
2: Yeah. So I think we're staying on the I'm just staying very much on the same vein of simplistic gear that works. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to be going back to two of my favorite wrestlers, uh, which are Samoa Joe and Kenta? Oh, I'm so oh, glad man. you brought up uh, Kenta. This, the the simple two tone look. Yeah, um... it's literally just black and another color. But just having that there again, it's just a simple thing that really pops out, mm, think... really clear to who you know, to the person, and you kind of get that kind of established link we all know in our heads what Samoa Joe's trunks look like. Yeah.
1: I yeah, I gotta say that little the I think I've always liked Joe's like the red side of the trunks actually being a little bit looser with the cloth on. I've always yeah. thought that was such just such a simple yet effective touch that you
3: gotta look.
2: it it's just a simple thing that then throws into the mind because the the prerogative behind it was they were selling him as being like a I mean effectively a shoot fighter. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was designed to give the imagery because they're kind of like... um They're like longer and baggier versions of BJJ shorts. Yeah. So that was kind of the prerogative behind it. But you you just saw him and you're like, okay, he's wearing those, he's different, he is not on the same level as, you know, the classic professional wrestlers.
0: Yeah. Oh, mm. man. I'm so glad you brought so, up um Kenta as well. Yeah. Because... Uh, When I immediately think of when I was first watching um, pro wrestling, Noah, um, uh, I always I became a massive fan of Kenta, and a lot of that was from his no nonsense style combined with the brown and yellow two tone trunks with the brown kick pads. It's just that is to me is the most is the Kenta look.
2: Yeah, it's just I think it's just a really really simple look, two colors that pop out against each other. That you're not really going to see and like of course i maybe have my own kind of aspersions around the combination of yellow and brown <laughs> but, but even still though i think the fact that i can remember it so vividly is yellow and brown and if for some reason it was just the way he had it around him with the brown kick pads as well
0: just kind of made it all feel like a consistent idea i
2: mean
3: mm. I,
0: I loved that style so much that i will be willing to admit that i had i emulated that attire so many times in my for my characters in smackdown versus raw that's how much i liked that 2 tone yes. look with the brown kick pads <laughs> judge me uh <laughs> but yeah
2: i think it's just, again it's just that same thing as well with like Kenta not wearing the usual trunks but wearing kind of uh i guess what people call bikers
0: yeah i think they were satin or some velvet as well at one uh, at one, The material All right, was that not... that just sounds uncomfortable, but that's the, just me. I was going to say, the material wasn't necessarily... Um, actually, I think it might have been microfiber, um, the style. See, well, that sounds okay. They did okay. shine, they did that shine sounds very alike. differently.
2: But, yeah, but so, like, just have, again, with having, again, with having the bikers and keeping that consistent throughout and always wearing those, <laughs> again, just add, added a little bit of something to... I guess the character that just told him this person is different. This person
0: is doing something different. And this person will put you to sleep with a stiff knee to the face. Yeah, this person <laughs> will knock you out,
2: just like some old Joe will.
0: <laughs> Reden, uh, you're starting, uh you're starting suggestions or you're starting loves for gear.
1: S- seeing as we're going for, like, simplic- sometimes simplicity is key. The first... I think, strangely enough, the first um, time I really paid attention to a wrestler's look was Eddie Guerrero. Oh.
2: Yes. Yeah, I can get that. I mean, it was kind of the same kind of simplistic but consistent idea throughout.
1: Yeah. and It's just... Just the fire trunks with the boots. Mm. Just... It just works so much. I'm a fan... I prefer the uh, the the green and gold. Personally, was my favourite.
2: Yeah, Carole. I know. I definitely uh, like the green and gold.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think like whenever he went into different colours, it went a bit. It became a bit much. But the green. Yeah, and the
2: gold... one the ones I remember were the the black tights with the purple and red flames. Yeah, I do yes. remember those quite vividly. Oh yeah, yeah. so I believe that's also the attire they used for most of his appearances on
0: later wwe games i but. believe so
1: yes yes i believe so as well
0: um either that i believe it might have been that it, it was that and it may have been uh green and blue well. green blue and gold oh as yes well. mm. which is also another iconic look of eddie's um oh yeah no amazing amazing choice and i feel like i will put an extension of that i feel like Charvo as well needs to be put on there as well because he ha- he was very much like uh, eddie especially during the los guerreros era and um, oh, of course yeah. when he went and went he went for the uh the kind of like the heritage legacy of guerrero as well um mm. i just think that, that that those those boots as well oh god those boots are so iconic
1: <laughs> oh those boots are just gorgeous man
0: so lovely, so lovely. Oh man! Talking of right, uh, I'll I'll put my stamp on two on two, uh, uh, in terms of the simplicity. But I want to bring up Regal slash Brian Danielson uh, for the Burg- yeah. for the burgundy trunks, knee pads, and boots. Um, so iconic to the pair of them. Um, I mean, even to this day, uh, Brian still kind of incorporates the burgundy in his look, <laughs> even though he. Didn't. Yeah, no, it's only it's only mm. been recently that he changed it. <laughs> mm. No, when he came, I believe when he came back, he started wearing like the Seattle colors.
2: Yeah, he wears the Seattle colors now.
0: Um, but no, Regals. Oh man, Reg- that that look, man, I immediately associate that with regal and associate that with you're gonna have a bad time because that man won't pull punches with you <laughs> yeah i mean i
2: always liked it i always liked it with regal i don't i don't know whether or not this was ever the intention at all but for some reason seeing him wear red always reminded me of the fact that he was british
0: yes no I agreed on that one even i don't even... know if there's any intention behind that but Hell, i even liked his look in 2002 with the black overtrunks over the burgundy trunks cuz that's where he would hide well, his oh yeah gross i remember knuckles. him as i
2: remember him as well when uh it would have been like 2007 8 when he had the black trunks with the gold trim
0: yes uh
2: which i wasn't huge on <laughs> but um but no i i always liked the uh i always liked the burgundy trunks
0: yeah yeah. Mm. All right, I'm going to have to really say this as well. My final one in the, in simplicity is the four pillars of heaven because I can't decide between I four of. Yeah, but I think again they they prove the I
2: kind of the the thing I'm probably going to be saying a lot during this episode as I have said through many episodes um keeping a consistent idea.
0: Yeah. Oh, because yeah. they all they all have their own colors. Yeah, mm. like I I just love each and every other color, each each color scheme from 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 all four of them. The emerald green and silver from Asawa, the black and gold of Kawada, the orange, which then he ended up embracing the black and purple of Kobashi and, and the deep red of Akira Tawe. But they, it's again, it's just whenever I think of those colors, I think of just the wars all four of them had together. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta
1: say, I, I'm um, Misawa's my favorite. Misawa's my absolute favorite.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I'm I a I'm say. a quarter cool mark, so oh, it's fair. It's fair. The, the the black and yellow. I mean, I have always liked black and yellow as a color combination. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like
1: um, just in my general life, I always go for the the brighter the better. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So so Misawa just kind of
2: Mwah! yeah. So wearing <laughs> yes. green and silver. Yeah, is like oh. Yes, that is
1: mine. <laughs> yeah, that is my my Yeah, but just... I, again, it's
2: just that whole thing of like you're never gonna get them mixed up together. Exactly. <laughs> because if you're there and you're seeing one person in emerald and silver tights and one person in black, <laughs> you know, there's no chance of any real kind of confusion. Is this Japanese wrestling? <laughs>
0: the butterfly. But, but also
2: but <laughs> again, I also think like a uh, Again, a real testament to it is that people remember them by the colours that they wore.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, of course, people... that, is in,
2: that is deeply attached to their legacy within <laughs> the world of wrestling. Heck
0: yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, there is a perfectly good reason why Masawa so thought, you know what, I might as well just incorporate green in my wrestling company, because that's what's got me over. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're going... We're going to dive deep... Into our more kind of like the more flamboyant, I would say, uh, styles of wrestling gear. Um, I'm going to set mine off in terms of flamboyance uh, with uh, none other than my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time, Jushin Thunderliger. Liger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the man's based off an anime. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. We're well, we going into masks immediately. Excellent. Excellent. Like
2: like but, the man was the man was based off an anime so anything short of insanity was never going to get far
0: exactly and and i mean like every form every color scheme that liger had where it was white, where it was the white and red uh the blue and white the all black even the kin, uh, the kishin liger look that he had yeah oh man just ah i love it i love it yeah his... no i i
2: mean i i always love it and i've always
0: seen it as such an iconic part of wrestling and I don't care what anyone thinks I think when he, in in his later career indeed his NXT gear when he came out with the leopard print uh, guard with the cape yes, I like that a lot Liger (laughs) (laughs) because the world needs more leopard print unless you're from Essex, which means tone down the leopard print, but I digress (laughs) (laughs) Ken, Essex rivalry getting stoked heavy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Quickly, reared <weird> and flamboyant <laughs>
2: Okay,
1: we're going for flamboyancy We are
0: going flamboyancy
2: Oh
1: Man, there's so many that I could go for For flamboyancy We'll, we'll go for you see seen us, we're going for flamboyancy we got to talk Ric Flair we got to talk Ric Flair very spe- And talk very specifically About entrance gear
2: Yeah <laughs> I mean, like there's literally an entire song about Ric Flair and, and his some <laughs> <of> clothing. So, <laughs> uh, just
1: it's a it's such a fascinating thing that should not work in the slightest. But oh, it yeah, does. I mean,
2: it kind of embraces the the yeah. the history of the you know, I guess yeah. you'd say the snooty heel. Oh yeah, yeah. However, I can't. I... Lie, I can't lie. Gorgeous George was dropping some looks in the black. Of oh, eyes but it is is a bold choice yeah, okay. uh, of yeah. of coat, and yeah. I arguably possibly prefer Ric Flair's more. But then again, I feel like I can't comment yeah. because it was a vastly different time. Mm. I think.
1: I think one thing that um, Charlotte Flair has added that I do think improves is the little is the. I, I want to say like the the mantle the hood.
2: Part? Like a high collar. Yeah, the high collar.
0: Ah yes, the Ming the Merciless look.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you 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 say that, but nah. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I Yeah, no, I
2: mean I, mean, I think about. it's good. I mean it's a it's amazing for presence and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I know anything about fashion because anyone who knows me knows that's a very bold statement for me to even try and say. <laughs> um I feel like it makes you pay attention to the person's face more i don't yes yeah i don't know maybe it's
1: basically like uh it's basically a halo around your damn head
2: yeah yeah it's like you know if you ever go to have your picture taken sometimes they put up like a black background behind your head mm. Mm. like that kind of thing
0: because then it's like it makes people pay attention to where your head is yeah where your face is more specifically gosh paired with the platinum blonde hair as well <clears throat> i mean that really that, kind yeah. of that, that 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 made flair and made man can you believe oh, yeah. jim heard wanted him to shave the head shave his head put a stud in his earring make him go out in roman garb and call him spartacus
1: wow man it's fascinating how terrible it was a different that time
0: that remember <laughs> a- and also no matter how many times i hear that story i always think it's fake <laughs> Remember, yeah jim Hurd was the former head of pizza hut before he got his job at wcw so make of that what you will
2: <laughs> no one outflares
0: oh, the rick <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right uh dan one of your favorite uh yeah so i'll take
2: a, I'll t- I kind of side here. This isn't my main one, but I feel like if we're talking about flamboyant entrance gear and we're talking about that time as well, I feel like we have to give a mention to the Macho Man. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a really shimmery cape.
0: But still. To add
2: to the entrance gear, but it, it fits the entire kind of incredibly overblown flamboyant character that he was. Mm. <clears> this. <throat> Uh, but yeah, so going on to my kind of main one, I guess the best way to put this is like again taking a taking a simple idea and then adding on to it, less so than inherent flamboyancy. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's gear, oh yeah, just, be- just because it, it is so different. Yeah. The, the only kind of person who I could say I've seen with gear similar to his would be, say, like Masahiro Chono. Mm. But I mean, it just sounds—it's just such a small addition for Nakamura to have kind of the loose bottoms, yeah, of the trousers. Yeah.
1: Shinsuke Nakamura is a very interesting wrestler f- for me because I'm kind of like I can't tell exactly what it is that makes his style so different it's it's hard to actually quantify really
2: yeah it's kind of like he wears normal trousers but then they become flares once they pass the knee mm. <laughs> um, but again it's just kind of like taking what's a relatively simple idea which is just normal wrestling tights or any kind of trousers someone might wear for wrestling and then adding the kind of flared look to the bottom to kind of, again, it's just keeping a consistent idea of him being the rock star of New Japan. Yeah. He's able to wear incredibly flamboyant stuff and you're going to wrestle Kingdom 8 wearing a
0: leather vest and a crown. <laughs> with, may I add, with pole dancers all around him, let's not yeah, forget that, w- that, was that also an addition to it.
1: That dude is, that good is the only one that I've, 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 That he's the, he's the wrestler that I have seen wear leather correctly. Yeah, might be the only one. Yeah,
2: I've, and and also uh, and also like small things like having the shaved side of his head. Yeah, and the kind of long hair flowing over to one side, and all the kind of flamboyant big movements that he does. It again, is all just consistent with that idea that he is the rock star. You know, it all fit fe- it all feels very
0: Van Halen esque. Hell yeah. yeah, it does. Such a far cry from in two thousand and five in the midst of Anokiism when he was going up against Brock Lesnar and then being thrown into Pride F C by Anoki. He was a straight cut laced Japanese wrestler wearing black tights, black kick pads, and wore a wore a fighting gown in his entrance.
1: Fascinating. It's
0: amazing what a character change will do for you and fully embracing that character change.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, actually, I want to, I'm want i going to put Dan on the spot to talk about someone I was going to talk about. Yep, do it. You do it. Naomi, let's talk about that.
2: Oh, oh yeah. So, I mean, boy. I, mm. Yeah, so I absolutely love Naomi's gear. I mean, ever since she embraced the idea of, like, feel the glow... And I feel like it's, it's it's important and really useful that they drew on the fact that Naomi is a dancer. Oh, yeah. For her, any kind of flamboyance you attach to it feels natural. Mm. Mm. And it's, it's worth saying every time that she's had any kind of flamboyance, it's absolutely killed. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Like any amount, any amount of neon or any amount of look that they're going to give to her just works and fits consistently within the idea. Yeah. I mean, hell, they had her coming out of gear that was shone under black light.
1: Yeah. It's just it just I just love it every time. And and especially when she finally when she got that afro. Mwah. Mwah. For me
2: it was the light up shoes.
1: <laughs> oh, the light up
2: shoes are, are it's just like that right. little extra bit that I'm like, you didn't need to do it, but I really
0: appreciate that you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. I feel like if we're talking about flamboyance, I feel like all three of us have to talk about the man who oozed flamboyance in the '90s, and the man who uh, who who gave us kind of gave us the name for this podcast. I mean, we got to talk about Shawn Michaels, haven't we?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Shawn Michaels is an interesting one for me.
0: Mm.
1: I because like his gear has always been great, and especially like um his. Trousers have always been on point, especially I, the flares. Really work for Shawn Michaels because of the switch in music. Yes, so you just see seeing that all just it just gives it that extra little oomph. Mm. With having that been said, however, I miss the sunglasses, man.
0: Oh I do. man, I do. I miss the entrance gear. Of I know. he... No, I'm I was always
2: gonna say because I always remember the weird kind of like chain-length vest thing
0: he used to wear. Remember, mm. his whole gimmick was he was a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> so to say that all that stripper... I...
1: You know, it's funny how I have forgotten that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it... The thing is, right? It worked so much. Like the zebra, I feel like the combination of zebra print and broken hearts on on tights is just uh, is a fine art, and you need to make sure you get it damn right. But damn, <laughs> yeah. he got it right and then some.
1: He did.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, he de- he definitely did. <laughs> and in just... so many different variations, man. We talk about the the white and gold from WrestleMania. The, oh, man. the the red with the Texas uh flag in the hearts from WrestleMania fourteen. Uh we talk about his uh, well actually no, we won't talk about his comeback, but we'll talk about WrestleMania nineteen, which was the classic red on black, which I feel is really yeah. underrated. Like I know it's simplistic, we could go back to simple, but again it's that thing of simple is is, is sometimes is perfect.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean I think one thing I also appreciated when he came back was that his when he came back his like I guess like the trousers I guess kind of felt cowboyish. Yeah. Which fit the idea that he was going for.
1: It does. It really
2: but like does. I again I love the uh, I absolutely love the classic Shawn Michaels tights.
0: Just ah shit I mean WrestleMania ten I feel is like his ultimate kind of look in that regard. Yeah. Yeah I that can imagine with make Razor Ramon. Not I mean, again, shout-out to Razor Ramon as well. Yeah, shout-out to Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah, shout-out to Razor. That man, that is machismo perfection.
2: It's just the greatest summary of, like, 80s masculinity.
0: (laughs)
1: It if, really is.
2: If
0: Tony Montana learned how to wrestle, he would be Razor Ramon. I mean, pretty much that is where Scott Hall got the inspiration <laughs> yes. of the character he from.
1: He basically <laughs> is Razor Ramon. Yeah. He basically just just straight up is just Tony Montana. <laughs> as a wrestler.
0: Oh, man. Alrighty. Um, let's talk about, I guess, more modern day incarnations of wrestling gear and some of our favourites. I am going to start with a man who needs no introduction because he's the most amazing wrestler and underappreciated and underrated wrestler of all time. Yes, I am talking about Monty Brown. (laughs) The alpha male. And man, did his ring gear and entrance gear exude the alpha male. (laughs) Again, I don't think anyone could pull off a leopard print long coat quite like Monty Brown.
2: Well, it was the combination of the long leopard print coat, but then also
0: the all red ring gear. Yes. Mm. Yes. I mean I know he did have leopard print um, trunks and knee pads at one point as well. But he I did. feel like the combo That was of...
2: when that was when he was doing he was in the middle of Oh god. I think he used to call the ring the Serengeti. Yes. He, he
3: did, I he can't did.
0: remember the exacts of it, but I think that was when it was. Ah oh, man, yes, I believe so. Uh, but, oh, gosh, yeah. Just, again, you could call it simplistic, but I feel like the combination of all of all of those factors, as well as just the way Monty Brown is, just made for such an iconic look. I mean, yeah. I mean I've never yeah, seen anyone uh, pull off those that very shiny um, uh, tape wrist tape, quite like Monty Brown does. Uh,
2: I don't know that before Monty Brown... Or after I'd ever have necessarily associated the phrase the alpha male with someone wearing
0: a leopard print coat, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, well, I oh... dig it. Oh, same. Uh, and as ever, we will, we will keep saying this. We are Monty Brown stands. <laughs> yeah, we are. The man was amazing. <laughs> the man was bloody amazing. Anyway, Reardon, what are some of your favourite modern wrestling gear? Who are some of your favourites? I should say.
1: Wow. Okay. So I have to, as always, Dan Pentagon Junior.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! Just
1: holy shit, man. <laughs> I don't he even want to
2: encapsulate the concept of fear in a person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's
1: basically that he. I have never seen a man. Look more like Bane in real life than I have seen Pentagon Junior with the mask and the skull face paint. Yeah, with the with like the sash, the sash trousers. Yeah, just Jesus Christ!
2: I think again, though it 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 just fits an image so perfectly. It's just like this man is literally your death.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this man is here to kill people, and he looks like he is here to kill people. And it's like the more slipknotty he
2: looks, the better. <laughs> I can totally understand that.
1: Like, oh, yes. like, 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 he's the only like wrestler where like my rule on like on like ridiculous colors does just doesn't fit he could wear whatever color he likes and he still looks horrifying
0: okay we're going for the hot he
2: pink does, he does Literally, he, literally. He does, but i think the fact that he only wears black and white makes it more imposing mm, i i
1: honestly think if he did like hot pink it would work it would actually be like it'd be weirdly unsettling
0: <laughs> there you go it's a mexican day of the dead special Mm. yeah something like that could be really good i've always envisioned something like of him
2: using gold
1: yeah yes. i believe he has done it before he it looks, has done it before it looks I, actually i have a picture of it right here which i'm going to put into the chat uh, it looks um, oh, terrifying
0: i believe he incorporated that for all here it is in, i believe yeah
1: yes look at that man yeah
0: Oh damn.
2: <laughs> Just... That is a face that embodies the phrase Zero Mierto. <laughs>
1: Indeed. Mm. Just Zero Mierto.
0: Oh damn. are some of your favourites? Uh,
2: in uh yeah, yeah. So as we're going more as we're going for more recent ones. <clears throat> uh I mean I guess I I, I wouldn't call him <clears throat> You know, a, a modern day flair, but I think a man who's following the flair tradition, Ocarda.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely uh, without question.
2: The huge, imposing figure that he presents with his with his many special coats, <laughs> um, and just the rest of his ring gear that encapsulates that kind of millionaire rainmaker present. I guess is the best way to put it. Mm. Mm. I um, you know, I, I, there isn't there I don't know that there's a whole lot else to really say to it it just really buys into this idea of the really kind of opulent rich boy look
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean it's a far cry from Okato that he was it's doing It's definitely PNA. a far far cry from Okato <laughs> um, but again I
2: think there's parts of that as well where it really works for New Japan because New Japan never really had anyone like that yeah and again in 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 a in a kind of presentation that doesn't really venture that far into that kind of world Mm. i think it definitely makes him stand out more yeah but also just the visual presence of, of a guy coming out either wearing a coat that illuminates under uv light or um you know coming out in ones that are I mean, again, another person I could mention, Hiromu Takahashi. Yes, uh, like at the most recent Wrestle Kingdom, with his coat of a ma- coat of many colours.
0: Mm. Coming but out, Joseph
2: like- to shame with that. <laughs> he
0: did. He really. Did.
2: Um, but yeah, no. For for
0: for this one, though, I think I have to go for Tanahashi. Yeah, looking like he's just come out of a Rio de Janeiro festival. Um, mm. Just incorporating all the
2: different designs that he can into his tights um i just keeping it just keeping it really fresh each time um i've always loved tanahashi's gear um and i think it part of it does build into that bigger idea of him being the pro wrestler yeah from a
0: time when being a pro wrestler was looked down on
3: mm.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah like as I said that that man had to carry the company when uh, when you know Nokiism all but nearly killed New Japan. so like,
2: yeah, and so if you and so like in the context of the time that he was coming through, New Japan was still coming off the basically the entrance to shoot fighting.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and so him
2: being him being the professional wrestler and embracing the professional wrestler look.
0: It worked, and then some. I mean, his look so iconic that they gave that look to Lars in Tekken Seven.
1: Oh yeah, they did, didn't?
2: Yeah, they? And, and and that's the thing, and it again, again, I'm gonna, it's gonna keep coming up. It's that thing of you can get an idea of who he is based off of it.
0: Exactly exactly i mean you know, I he's, wanna...
2: a, he's a person that through his gear demands your attention
0: gosh yeah i mean if, by if all right I will, I will put another extension on that as well dan i want to talk about tetsuya naito in that regard as well
2: yeah tetsuya naito i think follows the exact same kind of
0: from a guy who's from a guy who was supposed to be like the goody-goody uh, babyface who was a big fan of Tanahashi, to go to go off and, you know, make his, you know, mould his own look and form. Uh, I've never known a man to have so much swagger coming out in an entrance gear in a three-piece suit. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I love about his character as most is when he's back, when, when the bell's just about to start, he takes his sweet-ass time taking off his suit. Like, I remember there's a video of AJ Styles' really getting angry about how long he's taken uh, Naito is taking to take his button shirt off
1: i'm like honestly if i had a sh- if i had a shirt like that i would spend an hour making sure it wasn't creased <laughs>
0: exactly. like uh, but as well it was just like having the the very very lucha spanish influence um ring gear as well uh the tassel uh, white boots some of the some of kind of like the aztec tassels around his um around his trunks as well it's just it's it's a look that is so unique in that world of new japan but god does it work for naito
2: well yeah Mm. i think it's one of the things that's always drawn people to lij
0: because
2: obviously like as well you have um bushi yes um Mm. i mean who is a japanese wrestler that wears a mask in the lucha style (laughs) um but no i think i think that is one of the things that's um you know that makes them stand out yeah then they they do appear differently and again you get that sense from them you go okay these guys are different to everyone else
0: why are they different absolutely absolutely oh man um i want to bring up a tag team in terms okay. of modern day ones a tag team that i've always had a massive love for because i've all, not only do they have worked so well together but i just feel like their look and overall presentation with their ring gear is just sublime and that is the motor city machine guns
1: i see yeah
0: absolutely I just love the uh i know it looks very chaotic but to me it just looks like what if you took a punk rockers denim jacket with all of the pins and patches and slapped them onto just plain black tights you get the motor city machine guns over ring it i mean yeah because i always
2: remember them coming out with the jackets though as well oh yes and i always like the jackets because they look like they were made from scraps of other jackets
0: yes <laughs> And just all so, of the-
2: I mean, if you want to present someone with a really raw, independent look, like the motorcycle machine guns were, that's certainly one way to do it.
0: Yes. I mean, I'll always appreciate Alex Shelley for having punk bands and scar bands on his ring jackets, like the Teenage Bottle Rocket one he had when he was in NXT. Yep. Thank you, sir. I hope <laughs> somebody got that. I got that one, <laughs> <laughs> but uh
2: oh man yeah those and I fun bet- fact Alex Shelley is the reason I've always wanted a shave side haircut exactly no s- God, <laughs> shame shame when I say oh, that man. I say that with I say that with zero irony
1: <laughs> I I don't honestly guys I don't know how that would go for you too I really don't
0: <laughs> awfully I, I mean you I know. see my hair right now so I probably could pull it off but it'd look terrible an <laughs> undercut would. an undercut from the side would just look terrible man
1: I'm trying to think of what you'd look like with that, Sam. I'm thinking. I mm, I'm not sure, my dude. No, nah. I'm not sure.
0: Now, I back, when I, back when I was at emo, yes, I would really wanted the like the one sided undercut, but not anymore. But uh, <laughs> 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 I tell <I, I, laughs> you know what, whilst talking about the machine guns, I also got. I mean, I, I I'll talk about Chris Brooks because he does adapt. He does adopt a very similar style. Yeah, no, he does um and oh man i do i i have always been very much uh an admirer of his ring gear but he designs himself and make and manufactures himself which is pretty darn awesome as well feather in his cap his ring jackets as well have been really freaking cool yeah i mean i've always been a
2: fan of any of the sean stuff Mm. like literally anything that ends up being designed through them yeah, is generally pretty great.
0: <laughs> exactly, so so much fun. All right, the man's got the man's got an eye and a neck for it. He really, really does. Do you chaps have any more kind of like modern ones you like to kind? Well, of I think at? I
2: think. Should we go into our section talking seeing as we mentioned Pentagon, I mentioned Bushi. Should we talk about Lucha Libre?
1: Yes, absolutely. Let's go.
2: Yes, and let's talk about a one of the rawest looks out there: the Lucha mask with the suit.
1: It never fails. It doesn't miss. It does not miss. It has never missed. It is always the most hypest shit in history. I
0: just love those iconic photos you see of press conferences of lucha libre, and you just see all the wrestlers in masks and two-piece and three-piece suits. It's just oh yeah, it's it's the one. It's the ones from
2: like the sixties and seventies that get Mm, me so much.
1: Yeah, I you know they're the only ones where like that that where like the seventies like huge flare collars just looks absolutely correct.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> just like just
1: absolutely correct so while we're so seeing as we're starting this off let's start off with the big one el santo
2: yeah, yeah. the The archetype arguably the archetype. Off which others all others are built on
1: indeed just i i'm just tights have never looked better on a man in history
3: yeah just, i mean
2: again i i mean you go back to the people of that time. So El Santo, Blue Demon, mm. um, both incredibly iconic looks. Mm.
1: It's just unbelievable. It really <laughs>
2: is. You know, um, again, while they aren't like incredibly, they aren't incredibly complicated at all, uh, El Santo's mask, which is now being worn by El Hijo del, San- del yeah. Santo. Mm. Uh, fun fact, he's a politician now. Yes. Yes, is he
1: does yep. he still wear the mask yes perfect
2: he got a dispensation from a court in mexico that he didn't have to unmask <laughs> he just yeah. had, he just had to be able to prove his identity
1: perfection and C- it's like the
2: whole thing of el, el santo never took off his mask even when he landed at airports he had to go into a separate room to do it yeah see C- that's what i'm talking
0: about. C- Bischoff. That's why there is such a legacy and heritage to lucha libre. Right? They are one hundred percent serious about masks.
1: You yeah, don't, like you don't.
0: I, do I it. mean, I I will say this for
2: anyone that is interested: after to listening, to like, please look into the history of mask culture in Mexico and Mexican wrestling, because mm. it is an incredibly rich world.
0: Yeah, so so darn rich. All right, but um, no. So like, we're talking about
2: those two, and those are kind of the classics off which all lovers are built. So yes. Um, what I'll do is I'll talk about some of my favourite masks if that's okay absolutely yeah that sounds yeah that sounds good um, and then we'll get on to you know the big the big one I mean, you guys can chip in with any other mask that you love so oh, my yes. first one is uh, Leparca yes uh, I'm so glad the, you love Leparca the I guess what you say the predecessor to Pentagon Jr <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms of design yeah uh, but the, the skeleton mask idea,
3: mm. um,
2: I'm absolutely a massive fan of um, Starlight Kid. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, in that same vein Tiger Mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, uh, Just trying somebody. to remember the name now. It's really annoying me that I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, while you're doing that, um, I want to give a shout-out to La Sombra as well, before Andrade La was unmasked. He had a very bloody amazing look.
2: Psychosis. Psychosis. Psychosis,
0: yes. What an iconic look. What an iconic look. The bodysuit. There was the also ones. another one that competed in WCW at
2: that time, but I can't remember, and it's really annoying me. But <laughs> want will probably come back to you later.
0: Ultimo Dragon is what I want to bring
2: up. Ultimo this. Dragon.
0: Oh. Amazing. But yeah,
2: so about. like they're all fantastically amazing designs in their own right. And I'm you know, do you like you looking back on it and learning about it is so enriching. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I do like the, the addition of things like animal masks. Oh yeah. The tiger oh. mask is, is the big is the big it example. Just never...
0: Yeah, we got to talk about the ant colony from Jakara, obviously. With that regard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you can talk look, about you can talk um, about the ant colony. I mean, we
1: got to talk. Of, I mean, I got him. I know, I know, but we got to talk about Sin, Cara. <laughs> yeah. Sin I know, I know, but his mask is hype. His no, mask it is. is it hype.
2: is a fantastic yeah. mask. I mean, again, in that same vein for WWE, Lindsay Dorado. Yeah. Mm. Um. Although I mostly know Lindsay Dorado from when he was in. Um,
0: Shikara? Yes, yeah, it would have been, yeah, Shikara. Yeah. That's most.
2: That's mostly when. That's mostly what i
0: remember remembered from more so <laughs> than WWE, I guess. Oh, man, but I, uh, I mean, we are skirting around kind of like the the one, aren't yeah, we? We're, we're, yeah, we're
2: we're we're skirting around the big one, which is Rey Mysterio Jr. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay,
1: what? before we get this going, we're going. I'm going to be making a claim that his. That his big trousers were the best.
2: Yeah, no, I I love them. I grew like, up with that. Like look. I don't know why yeah, people yeah.
1: dislike them so much.
2: Yeah, I, I I mean I can only think that people dislike them because he was wearing like the big shiny loose trousers. But then again, I think in the same vein, they were what made him also stand out. Yeah, disregarding the fact that he was the only mass wrestler. <laughs> getting regular TV time at the, uh, around that time. In I fact, mean, he may have been the only one in the company.
0: I mean, regardless of whether they were black, white, blue, red, two-tone, pink, green, Gucci. I remember he had a mm. Gucci pair at yeah. one literally, point. He the made man,
1: it work. The man has literally worn every colour and made it, it work.
2: The one I remember was this was the silver and blue ones. Yes. Mm. That, oh. I think that was... 2006 run when he won the world heavyweight championship.
0: I've always had a deep appreciation for Rey Mysterio's love of the com- of the embrace of comic book characters with his Oh career. yeah. Oh yeah. Started it's, off something Spider-Man that, it's something that fits so definitely. perfectly. Mm. Mm. I loved his when he started around 2002, he had a very minimalistic spider-man look when it was the web design on the mask and just one on the side of his um of his plever trousers but then of course with wrestlemania coming about started with daredevil and then we had the flash mm. captain america joker flipping all of them are under the sun i do love i don't care what anyone says i love his wolverine look at all in as well do you do i liked the wolverine look at all in <laughs> <laughs> you I have don't he had the padded. The padded pecs I don't know because I think the funny. I
2: think the I think the funny thing is the one that a lot of people seem to give uh, uh, a lot of distaste to is is Joker Rey Mysterio. I, but I feel like that, Joker but Mysterio. but I still like the problem with that is that ever since Joker Sting happened, people just don't yes. like the references to the Joker in wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I loved the embrace. which
2: is a which is a massive disservice because I thought it was absolutely I, amazing. I think from I Ray. think.
1: I think him going for the literal Mysterio works.
2: Yeah, yes. I mean,
0: I feel like that should have been a foregone conclusion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, man, just every look I feel he's pulled off. Yes, even the weird padded abs and pecs on Wolverine. <laughs> it works. It works. Slightly. Yeah. <sighs> Hell, he even pulled off that his 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 New Japan look when he had that one match in New Japan and he incorporated the logo in his mask. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. I
2: mean, yeah, they had that. I mean, Ooh. you can talk about one of my favourite wrestling gear looks of all time, which is Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc '97.
0: Hell, oh, yes. Oh, with yeah. the
2: with the purple and black kind of tiger stripe design. Yeah. I guess I don't know. That if that's is exactly a that is, is
1: yeah. He looks like um. He looks like the comic book character, the Phantom, in it.
0: I've guessed, I believe the Phantom was uh, the inspiration for that look.
1: That's what I'm talking about, baby. The,
0: the funny thing is, I always described it as he looks almost
2: like he's weirdly in like military camouflage. <laughs> 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 but again, even, even still, though, I absolutely love it, I think it looks great. Yeah, are I mean, so talking about the contrast as well with, with Eddie Guerrero.
0: Yes, <laughs> if memory serves so me correct, I believe the Phantom film came out around that time. Ninety-seven.
1: You, it might have. You might be right there. Hang on.
0: Gosh, was it Billy it's... Zane who played the it Phantom? It was
1: Billy Zane. <laughs> you did not. You did not hallucinate that. It oh was gosh. Billy Zane.
0: I've not seen that film in such a long time. You know one thing. You, I um, would... you
1: were almost correct. Nineteen ninety-six.
0: Ah, so it would have still been in the zeitgeist. I would have imagined mm, around that yes. time. One character I would have liked to have seen Mysterio, I guess, try and pull off would have been Spawn. I think he would have. His incorporating that mask probably would have been quite a good look. The color scheme with the design of his yeah. mask. Yeah, no,
3: he, no, I he Probably agree could have
0: done it somewhere. Cool. There's a, there's a, like a rejected design for Spawn hanging oh, around. Oh, there are almost yeah, in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: like yeah. He has had, I think, like just the. Absolute smorgasbord of masks that he has had. It has got. He's probably got like a file of so (laughs) many like ones where he's like, "No, I'm not wearing that one."
2: He just has a separate wardrobe for all of them.
1: (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me. It really would not surprise me. To be fair, he's
2: probably got a walk-in for all of them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like
1: I like he has like he has like um reportedly got worn over like a thousand masks in his time That
2: literally doesn't surprise me Mm.
1: yeah i remember i remember like it was like you talking about it like it'd be like a ridiculous number like one thousand probably two thousand now
2: yeah i mean i've always entertained the idea that they have different masks for different purposes so like when he's on a plane he has a different set of masks yeah (laughs) It's like these are my traveling ones. These are my ring ones. These are my home ones.
0: These are the ones I sell on the mer- on the merch table. Yeah, these are yeah. the ones
2: that I sign and sell on eBay.
1: Yeah, my God, like he could sell like literally half of them and still have enough to wear for the rest of his life.
0: I've never known. I, I've never known another luchador, maybe minus El Santo, that has been able to oversaturate the the luchador. Uh, fan market with his mask design quite like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's true. <laughs> that's so true.
0: You know the funny
2: thing about that is, that I remember the last time I went to any kind of wrestling convention, and ninety nine percent of the masks that were on there were actually seeing Kara masks. Which
0: is <laughs> 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 why I have two of them. <laughs> hey. As one should, as one should. Oh man. Okay. Before we wrap up how about we do a quick fire round table? We'll go around as much as we possibly can and we'll just shoot a name and a quick sentence as to why we like that person's gear. Cool. Let's do All it. All right, wow. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off. My first one is Nick Aldis, his national treasure look. I think for a, for the real, uh, the real world champion and for a British person, I think it suits him down to a T. Reardon
1: go okay real sh- quick shout out we talked about him last time but we're to talk about it the the chris jericho light up jacket is one of the greatest creations ever yeah. made by i humanity. also have to
2: say i absolutely love nick aldous's uh ring jacket yes <laughs> like the the old military jacket style yeah mm. okay i'm gonna shoot off uh, this one uh, Mil Muertes, Lucha Underground.
0: Hell yeah.
2: Purely for his rivalry against Prince Puma, and they were basically wearing, like... Mil Muertes was, like, the negative version <laughs> of Prince Puma. <laughs> so while Prince Puma's in, like, yellow and red and bright colours, Mil Muertes is only in black and silver.
0: Yes. Um, CM Punk, his embrace yep. of his of the Chicago flag in his gear... oh yeah perfect in particular money in the bank 2011 that is the iconic beautiful punk
1: it is yeah i like it you know it's like it's it's funny that I didn't realize that was actually a flag. I just assumed that was—I assumed that was
2: him. And then I saw it, and I'm like, "Wow, Chicago!" Trust me a with the state of flag. With, with the state of U.S. state and city flags. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> no, literally I'm, like, like, like Chicago and D.C. are one of the few, two of the few places to have ones to be proud of. <laughs> mm.
1: That's nah, a joke out for the
2: flag. I had flag enthusiasts out there listening yeah. to this.
1: Shout out to you
2: guys. Shout yeah, out shout to out all of you. Exactly. You're really cool people. Or at yeah, least you're... I think you're really cool. We all think yeah. you're really
0: cool people. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, Ria, did you have another quick fire one?
1: Uh, I, I will say a quick fire Now that I've looked up Mil Muartes, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what a look. Holy <laughs> hell. I know. Right? Oh, that's pretty... Oh man, I wish I had watched Lucha Underground when it was like that would have been my absolute shit back in the day.
0: Uh yeah, well, you're in luck, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perhaps there might have been a reason why I spent the last like week only watching Lucha Underground compilations. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, oh man. I've have got, got I've got something I can fire off. Go on. Uh, so I have also got Jeff Hardy circa like 2003, 2002. Oh, yes. Kind of punk boy. Oh, yeah. Jeff Hardy when he was still wearing like the jeans and like the basketball tops with like the brightly colored hair, no face paint. I absolutely love that look. I, maybe just because it's so off the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's absolutely, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And if anything, probably one of his more iconic looks.
0: Yes. I'm glad you brought um, up basketball because, oh man, I want to bring up Chris Hero. Damn, he's always had amazingly good gear. That I feel like his love of NBA just shines through in every like piece of ring gear he's had. I think his yeah. embrace of his entrance gear wearing like NBA varsity jackets or NBA jerseys really helps in that regard as well. Well, um, yeah,
2: because I always remember him on his... Re- it was his return run from the Independence to NXT UK mm. when he started wearing the basketball jersey in the ring too. Yeah. But I do remember him always coming out with them. Although to be fair, Chris Hero's gear I always kind of remember anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, much, big shout out to his New York Knicks uh, variant gear, which is...
2: Oh, um, I'll shoot another one off and I will say Dark Order. Yes. yes! Simple, consistent colour scheme that runs throughout. Works for pretty much every single member of them, the black and the purple. I think it's fantastic.
0: I think it works great for them. And shout out to Negative One for actually fully embracing Ring Gear. He's now wearing boots and knee pads. the <laughs> <laughs> warms by heart. And still telling Excalibur to shut up and dark, so you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God, I mean, what you. else are you? Su- what what else are you supposed to do on Doc Dark the Excalibur to
0: shut up? Bless you, negative ones. Bless you,
2: um, Taz. boxing on air, send for the con. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, um, I want to quickly as well shout out Makiito. Japanese yep. Japanese pop idol look, it just works
2: perfectly. It it, it just fits. It just fits into the <laughs> the fantastical world of Joshi. Praise be, Ito. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was also there, and I was going to say Bull Nakano, Yes. But yes. I feel like 99% of my love of Bull Nakano is the fact of her looks screams, I literally don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's more just the attitude and presentation of Bull Nakano than anything else.
0: Agreed. Mm. Agreed.
2: It's I ble- mean also there was the fact that she came to a she came to the ring for a title match wearing a Megadeth shirt, but that's a separate <laughs> conversation on its own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Raiden, do you have one more? You know
1: I'm all I think I'm all out. I think <laughs> I've gotten the guys that I really wanted to Oh yeah, actually a little grandfather in Bret Hart.
0: Bret Hart. I mean, what better That's way to- right, we didn't but, actually, but, we didn't but, actually but mention contra- during
1: <laughs> Yeah, but controversial take, only his sunglasses.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: I know, I know, I know. But I, now, are we I'm...
0: talking the Lennon round sunglasses or the wraparound pink shades that he had? It's got to be wraparound pink shades. Yeah, shade. the wraparound pink
2: shades. Hell. How many yeah. Pazos do you reckon he gave out during his career? <laughs>
0: so many. I mean, so many that Vince, I believe, in the, in the WWE shop started selling their own brand, Bret Hart sunglasses.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that it took them that long.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, that just about wraps up everything we know about about gear and what makes gear awesome. Thoughts and feelings after that, gentlemen?
1: Get good gear. If you don't have good gear, I ain't going to like you. <laughs>
0: Get good gear, otherwise you will be the Barry Horowitz of your promotion.
2: <laughs> uh, much like with the entrance themes and the finishes that we've spoken about, if you want to have a rounded and developed character in wrestling,
0: don't underestimate gear as a part of it. Absolutely. So remember, do not buy your gear from high spots or e Make sure you're getting them from good, reputable. Yeah, place no, I mean the it, it's, the, it's
2: the whole thing of like you know you, you wear stuff for the sake of standing out. So why you know why make yourself blend in? Exactly. I know that's very bold a statement for anyone that knows me to say. <laughs> um, We're working yeah, it, on it.
1: Don't worry. But like
2: it, it, it's just it's just a matter of um, you know you have all the tools at your disposal mm. to make yourself. As visually present as you can so what's the point of just you know trying to hide away or wearing something that 50 other people are wearing
0: absolutely and like
2: and as we as we said it doesn't have to be complicated to be good
0: Hmm. no no agreed absolutely agreed
2: as long as you keep it consistent with the rest of the character oh yeah because if you're a super flashy wrestler and you just wear black gear it probably won't translate over as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) By God, he's Flippy Dippy Steve Austin. But like, I mean, for for the for the
2: point zero one percent of people that are out there wrestling like it. But if you're like Shibata <laughs> or Minoru Suzuki or like, I guess you know one of the New Japan Young Lions, yeah, yeah, no nonsense black
0: gear is gonna make people pay attention to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely! What a way! What a way! Good, good sentence to end on there, Dan. Good sentence. Dude, we're
2: going back into into philosophy of design and presentation. I should let you guys take over that. You probably
0: know more than me. <laughs> no, I feel for that. I feel like we'd need to get philosophy Tube in to talk about philosophy and professional.
1: Wrestling. Oh, oh! If we could get Abigail on this podcast, we, I'd freak
2: out.
0: We we said we said before,
2: um, <laughs> uh, was it that we wanted to we wanted to get um like an author to analyze a professional wrestling storyline.
1: That's true. Ab- Abigail Fawn, if you are somehow listening to this, shout out to you and please get in touch. I'll
2: do it. I'll do a shout out and see what we can arrange. <laughs> fun fun fact,
1: I actually I met Abigail on the train once. Hey. She wow. was lovely. Yeah. Just randomly after a after a pint, i met her on the train. <laughs> Well, they tried come. Yeah, I tried not. I tried not to be awkward. I probably failed.
2: <laughs> if you want, if you want more philosophical analysis of professional wrestling, please, please let us know. Please yeah. do, Abigail. Please. we'll get we'll get professional people in to do it for us.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Um, uh, talking of all of that, in the next episode, let's talk about the next episode. We will be joined by the <laughs> Apron Bump Podcast as we talk about lucha underground
3: oh Dude, this is going
0: to
2: be so good i hope you're ready for me just to give like a play by play analysis
0: of the entire hell of a war match oh man <laughs> so yeah i'm going to go over a little brief history of how it began and then we're just going to go crazy on some of our favourite moments, wrestlers, I am This matches. is something
1: I really I can't wait to listen to because oh. I really want to know all about Look, this.
2: let's just be here and say... Because, like, you know about Lucha Underground, right? I know of it, definitely. Yeah, all right. So however insane you think it's going to get, add, like, 10.
0: Wow. Oh, man. Because wow. it's an interesting thing to describe and talk about. <laughs> Gosh, I mean... I cannot wait to talk to you about some of the promos that happened and and the way they would do it. I mean, there's a perfectly damn good reason as to why they had Robert Rodriguez behind this. So you it'll make sense eventually, Reardon, when you when we when it comes <laughs> to it. Oh, but all that's left for me to say is that I have been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon. You have been listening to the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We will see you all on the next one.
2: Bye. Excuse me, I'm on my way to collect some Aztec medallions.
1: Yes, let's go.